else better call somebody. Gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, we proudly bring to you, with a new mic, the New Age Footballers! I'm the pigskin sleaze J, that's the gridiron G, Dusty. Welcome to the Redhead Zone. Welcome back. Week three in the books. A lot of games to go over. Uh, a lot of injuries to go over. Dusty, how you doing? I'm good. I, I made it through the week, even though I had to watch that painful Thursday nighter. But guess oh. what? We're still rolling in the dough on the big picks to the ticket window, baby. <laughs> I hope you follow Dusty to the ticket window. Uh, you know, you got to follow Dustin's picks. He is on fire lately. I've I've come to my own realization, Dustin. You know, when it comes to betting, you know, we kind of talk about betting on our show a good amount. Is picking games is hard. It hasn't been hard for you lately. But I find it to be very hard because there are just so many variables. There are so many things that can go differently than you expect that it's to me, it's almost like a parlay to pick a game because you're picking, you know, when you and I are looking at this, the way we look at things, then not the way everyone looks at things. When you're looking at, okay, offensive line, defensive line, linebackers, corners, receivers, when you're looking at all these things, you have to be right on more than you're not. And there's just so many different variables. So what I've done, recently is I've kind of pivoted to doing player props because there you could really kind of hone in on matchups or individual players. And, uh, you know, I should have posted my picks on our uh, social media followings, Twitter at NA footballers, Instagram at new age footballers. We should start posting our picks. We'll start doing that. And I'm going to start posting some player props on there because I had a little, uh, I don't know about fire, but it was like a sauna where I was and and we 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 cashed some checks we'll say. Does anyone still use checks? Okay. Use check? Oh, nice catch this week. Toe tap. That was a nice catch. He likes that. Anyway, let's get going. Let's uh let's rattle off some injuries here. Uh we'll start with the uh let's just say it and get past it. Josh Allen got x-rays on his throwing hand. Sounds scary. He's fine. He's practicing. He'll be there next week. David Montgomery, that looked pretty bad with the knee and the ankle, uh, but they're saying he's going to play next week or he's at least he's questionable and that it's, you know, the big fears are eradicated and he'll be okay. Uh, let's go for a big one. Uh, not for your boys, a DJ Reader, D-tackle on the Bengals. He's going to be out for a while. We don't know how long. This team, despite getting a win against the hapless Jets that we'll talk about, uh, this is a really big loss for them, Dustin. <clears throat> yeah, DJ Reader was one of their big signings when they transitioned to this defense. And their defense is playing really well, and he's one of the big reasons why. So, yeah, if he's – I don't know how long exactly he's out going to be out for, but this is going to be a big hole to fill. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and another big injury here. Uh, this is one's unfortunate. Jer Alexander – one of the top corners in the game. I don't know how long he's going to be out with that groin injury, but they pretty quickly ruled him out. You know, the defense played well without him. They have other really talented corners, but uh, we'll see how this goes. You lose one of the top corners in the game on your defense. It's going to be hard to keep doing what they've been doing. 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, Tua Tagliovella. Uh, not his head. That one. He, he was looking a little woozy there. <laughs> but but yeah. listen, they, they have the independent concussion guys. And they're saying that just like his back went out. You know, I'm old. That's happened to me. Yeah, they pretty much strapped his ankles together and threw him back out there. There's no reason. There's no valid reason for him to go back into this game. I mean, he couldn't stand. He clearly Only had a one. Well, he said it was his neck, I think. Now, see, now there's just too many stories because then they said back ankle. He's saying neck. Oh, my neck. <laughs> my back. My neck and my No, easy there. But uh, hey, listen, at least it's not the concussion. I think that's uh, that was a little scary for a moment. And they're saying he's going to be okay. Chargers. Oh, the most snake-bitten team in the league, it seems like. Uh, jo- uh, Joey Bosa, groin week to week. We're not going to see him for a few weeks. That hurts a lot. Rayshon Slater, ruptured biceps, out for the year on top of their other offensive line injuries. This is going to be a lot to overcome, Dustin. Yeah, the Chargers are not not looking good in a one and two hole. Herbert obviously played banged up in this game. They had injuries going into the game. Uh, you know, they can never seem to get it put, get it all together for the whole year. You know, Derwin James has been on the the injury list for them for the last two seasons, and now it looks like they're going to be without Bosa for a little bit. Rayshon Slater one of the best pass protectors in the league. It's mm-hmm. going to be a huge hole for them, and it's just not good. Yeah, they're going to have to survive for a while and figure out what to do there at the tackle position. Uh, other injuries, not as significant. Dalvin Cook came out with a shoulder injury. You know he's got that history of shoulder injuries. Uh, I drafted him pretty high this year, but uh, they're saying he's going to wear a shoulder harness and he's going to play. I, mean, I would give him a week off. You have Madison Alexander. Uh, Jarvis Landry and Michael Thomas left the game. They're both expected to be fine. Uh, Mac Jones, high ankle sprain. He's going to miss a few weeks. I don't know what the Patriots are going to do. We're going to talk about that. And uh, Miles Garrett, not during the game, was in a car crash. They said he was swerving to avoid hitting an animal and flipped his car multiple times. Here's the quote. Shoulder sprain, strained biceps, lacerations. They think he's going to be okay. Feel bad for that car. It's, yeah, I mean, that, his weight on that car, he probably and walked out and that thing was probably totaled. But uh, we do hope Garrett's uh, back soon because you he's imagine, such a dominant year. Can you imagine Miles Garrett flipping in a car? I feel like no matter what car he has, he's probably all like scrunched up in there anyway. So it kind of probably acted like its own little seatbelt. Maybe that's why he's doing okay. Uh, it's like fat guy in a little coat, you know? Uh on a less funny note, Sterling Shepard, you know, he just came back from that Achilles injury. Now toward ACL, he's done for the year. Cowboys, uh, not Cowboys, I'm sorry, the Giants, uh, they are out of boys to to run out there. I mean, I guess at some point you're going to have to throw Kenny Galladay out there, right? Yeah. Well, they tried that this week and he had a really bad drop at the end of the game. <laughs> that so, drop was ugly. Uh, he just walked off the field and just kept walking. <laughs> he said, all right. That's my time. Still got paid plenty of money for it. You're fired. He also has one of the lowest uh, yards of separation per attempt towards his way. He doesn't have that many attempts thrown his way, but when he does, he's not open. So, you know, what else can you say about him? Change over there. Yeah, they, they they need some more weapons there at receiver. I don't know what they're gonna do. Hey, call the Jets. We got Denzel Mims or something. We can do something. Mims. 
All right, let's uh, jump in some full game recaps here. Let's start with uh, the one you and I lost our survivor on again. And uh, one of the more surprising losses of the week, Chiefs go down in Indianapolis to the Colts. Dustin, what do you got? Yeah, this this was a, a horrible game for the Chiefs. So much had to go wrong for the Colts to actually get a win. Um, they say special teams is 30% of the game. And it showed in this game, it was more than that. It actually coughed up a win for the Chiefs. I mean, the Colts had no business winning this game. <clears throat> it took muffed punts, fake field goal, uh, failed attempts, missed extra points, missed field goals. Uh, it was just awful in every every step of the way for the Chiefs. But I want to touch on it a little bit more. You know, I think this was the first game of the season. It is early in the season, but I thought we would see it eventually, just not this early. Um, I think they really felt the miss the the void that Tyreek Hill has left when he obviously departed in a trade to Miami, <clears throat> because the guys on this team for the receivers are just not getting it done. I mean, Juju Smith Schuster is not Tyreek Hill. Uh, he had you know he had his good season in in um, Pittsburgh when Antonio Brown was there. Once he left, we kind of saw what he was and he's not a number one uh marquez valdez scantling not sure why they signed him i know he's really fast but he's not doing anything else he gets targets but doesn't do anything with them um we actually saw mahomes go go at it a little bit on the sideline with eric benenemy i saw that this might be one of the reasons why benenemy wasn't targeted for a coaching job i mean this team has been playing on back uh, backyard football with Mahomes for some time now. And I think this really showed, I mean, he's still Patrick Mahomes. They're still probably going to make the playoffs, but, you know, going up a team like the Colts, there's a lot of talent on that team. And, you know, I know they have their struggles on offense, but, <clears throat> you know, when you got, when you have players like uh, DeForest Bruckner and Stefan Gilmore, and I know Leonard didn't play, but Quiddy Pay played, played an amazing game. That line pushed them around. The Chiefs don't really show any rushing attack. And listen, Matt Ryan's been awful, and I'm not saying the Colts are going to be any better. I, I still think they're really bad, but they actually made the plays they needed to make to win this game. I know it wasn't many. They only had 265 yard, total yards, and they still won this game. Um, but I think, you know, I don't know how it's going to be moving forward, but the Colts are still really bad. I just want to – I just want to – go over some of these stats with Matt Ryan. Oh, you know what? Go for it. I was okay. almost going to make him my not him of the week, but go ahead and take it right. because but he's these not are, These own. are very interesting stats, okay? <clears throat> I know they got rid of Carson Wentz to try to get better at the quarterback position, but he's 6 for 16 in the red zone. <clears throat> he's got one big-time throw of the year, which is awful. He doesn't really throw the ball downfield at all. It's almost like he's got two cinder blocks strapped to his feet and one on his arm which is his throwing arm. The O-line is not doing him much justice, but he's he's um, he's, he's just not getting it done. He's, I think he's got uh, – <clears throat> he's averaging under seven yards per target, which is really low. His, One of the lowest in the league. His accuracy is as bad as we've ever seen. He's done. He's not going to be able to take this team to the next level. And I just think that moving forward – if Vegas sees this team as a as a move as a jump in the right direction, don't count on it because this offense is awful. Yeah, I, I think they'd be a, a good bet to whatever edge they're going to get. 
uh, for this following week. And we'll, and we'll talk about that. It might be something to look at there. You know, I want to touch upon with uh, the enemy. It it seemed like, you know, the whole team was coming out flat in in all regards, obviously, especially special teams. I I think the thing that uh, Mahomes was getting pissed at him about is like right before halftime, there was just some really conservative play calling and, you know, just kind of felt a little bit like they were waving the white flag a little, just a lot of, it almost seemed like it was a blowout and it wasn't. And they completely outplayed the Colts, even playing like duty. And, uh, you know, they just, they just didn't do anything with that. Matt Ryan, uh, I think you said it best, just all the metrics and the eye test. You look at this guy, you know, I think for the last few weeks, I was like, this isn't much better than rivers. It's the same thing. Philip Rivers played better for the Colts than Matt Ryan is. Yeah. Matt Ryan is totally cooked. Um, yeah, yeah, I think he's done. And uh, they're going to, you know, maybe they have to stop going to the old guys. It's I know they have this really good team and they don't want to wait to develop a quarterback. But I don't know, man. They're going to have to do something there. Go get Russell Wilson next year, maybe, if he's not a Bronco. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I just dropped a quick pipe bomb in there. I'm going to go to uh, Vikings-Lions. You know, these Lions, man, we're, we're both fans of them. We're fans of the coach, and they are playing well. Uh, I said last week that, yes, they won the game, but I didn't really see that kind of finisher, like, we're going to close out this game, and it happened again. They were up 10 points in the fourth quarter, and then you have on both sides of the ball, you have a busted coverage, and Osborne gets wide open for that touchdown. And then just like the next time you're just not converting third downs. They were three of 16 on third down conversions. And this isn't to say that their offense didn't play well. Their offense played fairly well. 24 points is from what I just thinking off the top of my head is a pretty low watermark for them for as long as I can remember. Get this. They broke the NFL record 11 quarters to start the season with a touchdown up until the fourth quarter of this game. It actually goes back to last year, 16 straight quarters with a touchdown. So I said it last week. This is an explosive offense. If you are betting or if you're playing fantasy, you want to get in on this. If you are betting, look into these player props. Uh, I just eked out my Amon Ross St. Brown player prop. You know, he did get hurt. It looked like he was on his way to a big day. Uh, But then, of course, my jinx, as I talked him up last week, uh, he hurt his ankle. And he came back in. He's all right, but he just he he didn't look right. So he finished with uh, seventy, you know, seventy something yards. But most of that in the first half. Uh, one thing that's weird here, I know Swift is banged up, and Jamal Williams had a great game, uh, eighty-five yards, two touchdowns, a lot of broken tackles. He had nineteen carries to Swift seven. I mean, Swift is, you know, clearly a bigger home run hitter. He's a big play waiting to happen. So something to keep an eye on there. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, Aiden Hutchinson, after a great game last week, he was really quiet. And when you watch him, he he really got pushed around. But I want to actually turn that around now and talk about the Vikings. You know, uh, Kirk, his numbers look okay, 262 touchdowns, but he played game manager completely in this game. Uh, they bracketed Justin Jefferson. They wouldn't let him do anything. And by the way, uh, Vikings, offense, coach, everyone involved, you got to find a way to get this guy the damn ball. He's arguably the most talented receiver in the NFL. Maybe not the best yet, but he's already top five, and and he might be actually the most physically gifted. However, uh, this was okay for the Vikings. They Great protection for Kirk Cousins. Christian Darasaw, holy shiz. He's knocking people all around in the run game, the pass game. You called that when we did 
when we covered the draft last year, he is crushing it. And uh, that's why Kirk was able to play game manager and just kind of eke out a win here, which uh, I'm not so sure that they really outplayed the Lions, but they did enough to win. And on the defensive side of the ball, I mean, Daniil Hunter as a Darius Smith looks great as a Viking. That's a scary combo. So, you know, I'm not scared of this team yet because I'm definitely not scared of Kirk Cousins. He is a guy. He is not the guy. But uh, but again, it's it's just like one of those Vikings teams. They're a good team. And, you know, let's give Kevin O'Connell a chance to put it all together. But Lions, you're a good team. Get your shiz together. Close out games. Finish a game, God damn it! <laughs> for, uh, absolutely, for sure. All right, let's go to uh, one we were all looking forward to. Uh, it didn't turn out the way anyone predicted and also had a lot of weird uh, turns along the way. <clears throat> Buffalo Bills go down to the Miami Dolphins. You called it last week to ride this wave of the Fins, and they were able to pull one out here. Yeah, but it doesn't feel... It doesn't feel like it should. You know, they did get the win, and if you're just watching highlights or you see the box score, the tail of the tape doesn't actually show. It, it doesn't show, a you know, a, a, a victory that was, you know, it, it was just a weird game. It was a weird yeah. game. Very I mean, weird. If you look at some of these uh, game stats, uh, time of possession, the Bills held the ball for 40 minutes to Miami's 20 minutes, Okay. Uh, Josh Allen, they had they ran 90 plays on offense. That's what I had written down. 90 plays. 90 I don't know the plays. last time I've seen that. Only 39 for the Dolphins. Only 39 for the Dolphins. And, you know, it's 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 weird because this, like I said, Dolphins are going to be nipping at the Bills' heels all year. And they got this win, which is huge, division win, you know. But if you look at this closely through, through a <clears> – <throat> microscopic lens you see the bills they lost they they were missing six key players on their defense guys coming in and out of the game they were not used to this type of uh, weather condition it was 90 plus degrees in miami but you know <clears throat> the the i don't want to give all the credit to the bills losing this game because the dolphins still did play defense in this game to have josh allen have 90 offensive plays and you come out with a win that's impressive they had two huge stops at the end of the game. Um, the one thing I will say is Josh Allen did underthrow the ball to McKenzie in the corner at the end of the game, which basically caused Ken Dorsey to go absolutely nuts. Oh, my God. That was awesome. Did yeah. you see him? He threw his headset, his papers. He had nothing to throw. He was slamming his fist. He went berserk at yeah, the end of that. It was awesome. but It was great. Uh, not for him or the Bills. but yeah, Google this, that shiz if you didn't see this it. Was, uh, this was an ugly loss against a, a game that the Bills should have won. But uh, you see Stephon Diggs on the sideline cramping up all game. They just look worn down. And, you know, Javon Holland had a great game for the Dolphins. Xavier Howard played really well. They did what they had to do to win this game. They defended their home turf, and they pulled out the win. Regardless of what all this stuff says, they did win the game. So you do have to give the Dolphins their credit. This team was not supposed to look this good so early. Mike McDaniel is doing an amazing job. The defense looked well, really good. Um, but the one thing I will say is the Bills do play them again, and Dolphins have to come to New York this time. And Josh Allen mm -hmm. is going to be fired up, and I do not want to play a fired-up Josh Allen. I don't want to play a fired-up Stephon Diggs, and I don't want to play a fired-up anyone on that defense fired that's up. been wrecking havoc for weeks. It was a weird one. Listen, uh, you know, you don't want to make excuses, but – 
not just the temperature, but the humidity. It wasn't just digs. Everyone was looked like they were puking and panting, even the Dolphins. Uh, so, you know, you don't want to say that that's against the Bills, but I guess Miami's more used to that than Buffalo. Uh, you know, I, I do want to give McDaniel some credit because I poop on them a lot. First of all, I saw them getting after the passer, which is something that I haven't really seen to the level I wanted to from a defense that is so lauded as one of these top defenses in the NFL. They were harassing Josh Allen all game, so kudos to them. You know, on the offensive side of the ball, you know, it's still very early in the McDaniel era, but what I did see is a guy that clearly understands offensive schemes and is developing his own. He has some really interesting looks that he's been doing the past few weeks with his personnel groupings. You know, you see them in the huddle and it's one receiver, two halfbacks, a fullback, two tight ends, and you're the defense and you see that and you're like, great, stop the run. Then the, you know, the receivers in the slot, there's two halfbacks out wide, the fullbacks on the other side and, and everyone's spread out wide and you don't know what's going on. So McDaniel's doing a really great job of creating mismatches He's creating confusion. That's how he's able to get uh, Waddle open so much, who is just, you know, another 100-yard game is just off to such a stellar start in his career. But especially this year, he's really taking to the scheme. So I do want to give the Dolphins credit. However, the important games are not played in 90-degree heat. I just want to remind everyone of that. They have to go to Buffalo. Play, play in playoffs. the snow, though. Come on. Uh, you know, maybe, hey, listen, if Dolphins can keep it up and you can make the road go through Miami, maybe you could keep a hot day, but it's the road's not going to go through Miami. Uh, credit the Dolphins, uh, though. They're they're they're, they're undefeated. Good for you, Dolphins. And uh, Tua, I like what I saw, but we got to see more when he's actually playing the full game and not hobbling around. All right. I'm going to go Rams-Cardinals. You know, I could go off on the Cardinals again but I'm not going to. It's week three. You are showing who you are. You're you're a bad father. You're, you're, a, you're not a good team. You're not a good coach. And Murray, you know, it's just the same thing. He's locking onto one guy. You know, he locks onto uh, Hollywood Brown, who had a great game and 14 catches, 140, something like that. So, <laughs> you know, he played great. Greg Dortch says- uh, Dortch! He's, he's playing great so far. Uh, but, you know, Mari, you could see his eyes lock onto Hollywood. He's an athletic dude that could really sling it. But, you know, in this game, uh, 5.4 yards per attempt on 58 attempts. So it, it just goes to show you, they just, they really had nothing going. I'm really curious to see when Hopkins comes back. Uh, I think now he has to miss three more games. So they might be out. They are going to be out of it by then. But it'll be interesting to see with him and Hollywood Brown if, Murray has that explosion, and people try to blame it on not having Hopkins, but Murray just doesn't look very good. Their run game wasn't working either, either from the running backs or him. He only had eight rushing yards. So, you know, it's not a recipe for a good offense if he's not going to be running the ball successfully. Spoiled. Spoiled. That, that offense is spoiled rotten. I went apple picking today, and I was looking at the apples on the ground, and it looked like a fuck. Oh, I can't curse like that, but it looks like a demon eating through those apples and that's what this offense is right now it is spoiled rotten seven to the core seven oh. for 21 in the red zone for kyler murray on the season Ugh. ugly that little guy uh, can get it done you know there. on the other side of the ball I, you know the rams they kind of were just like we don't really want to sweat today we're just gonna kind of breeze through this and let murray and cliff bury themselves stafford have had a very game manager uh, light game. His leading receivers were Scourneck, 
Higby oh. and Blanton. So uh, Cooper Cup, you know, not his best game. He had that great run for 30 yards. Still had a touchdown. That was awesome. But he's human. Do you see that drop? I mean, that was right in the midst. Should have been a long touchdown and made Stafford's numbers look better. Really hurt my fantasy, uh, my fantasy team, and he hurt my player prop. I took him to score a touchdown. But, uh, hey, Rams defense. I mean, they are who they're supposed to be. You know, not only did Ramsey – be back to playing like one of the best defenders in the league. Aaron Donald doing his thing, getting his hundredth sack. Hundredth sack, pretty pretty wild. And uh, you know, Bobby Wagner was looking like Bobby Wagner. He was really flying around. And now to have someone at that level of the defense, when you have Ramsey on the back end and Donald up front, and not to mention the other players they have, it's uh, this defense can be special once again. They are still kind of putting that together, but. You know, it might look easy against the Cardinals, and we'll see how they do moving forward. But they really dominated this game. Uh, I got to do a old school ESPN phrase to call some out. Allen Robinson, where are you at? This guy is, you know, if you're gonna if they're gonna do what they're doing to Cup and that bracket coverage, how are you not breaking out? How is it Scourneck and Blanton? I don't even know who Blanton is. Like I couldn't even tell you what color he is. I have no idea who he is. So, you know, I couldn't pick him out of a lineup and Allen Robinson, you've gone missing. So show up, bro. Yeah, All right. Not good, man. You think Cliff yeah. Kingsbury is really good at Madden though? I think he is really good at Madden Probably and, really. uh, and it worked in college football, but uh, that's about it. Dustin, be gentle on my boys. Uh, the Jets look like duty against the Bengals who I didn't think looked very good either uh what do you got on this game yeah I, I wanted to touch on this game more so for the Bengals than the Jets oh uh, thank god well I'll get into it with the Jets real quick uh they're still throwing Joe Flacco out there like he's gonna win a Super Bowl like he oh did it makes me so mad ago. but uh yeah you can't have Flacco going out there throwing 50 passes a game and expecting to win but I just want to touch on the Cincinnati Bengals defense is very, very underrated because not a, not a lot of not a lot of people talk about their defense, and their defense is what's going to actually keep this team in a hunt for a playoff spot. <clears throat> um, the offense is what the offense is. I kind of figured a lot of teams would definitely pay more attention to Jamar Chase as what you're seeing. That's why his numbers haven't been what they were last year yet. I know it's early. Uh, T. Higgins looks great. Tyler Ford yes, looks great. Joe Burrow looks great. But the problem with this team is their offensive line is going to kind of keep them – it's going to keep them from having the, these games consistently. And the offensive line will be a problem all year for them, as it was last year. They just give up way too many pressures. They make Joe Burrow's job a lot harder than it should be. But he tends to play well when he's under pressure. So you're going to see these games from them where they're just clicking on all cylinders on offense. Joe Mixon did get hurt in this game, so – but I don't really think they needed him after the first half. This game was over from the start. The Jets had just had no answer for this offense. <clears throat> um, the Jets are in trouble. Um, I, I really think that this team just is not really good at anything. Uh, their offensive line is not good. They've given up a ton of pressure again in this game. Hendrickson had a field day. Um, the secondary uh, for the Bengals was just too much for this this team and the Jets. And there's too many mishaps for this team. The the secondary looked lost a lot of a lot of the game, and even that touchdown to Jamar Chase is just a miscommunication between Sauce Gardner and I think 
the safety. I forget his name. Joiner. <clears throat> so, but I'm going to call into question. I think Robert Sala is probably going to start seeing a little bit heat on his hot seat and uh, it's probably well-deserved. I just, I just don't see, there's a lot of bark, but no bite with the team. Like I said before, they're just not really good at anything. They're very below average, almost across the board. Uh, the defense looks good sometimes, but sometimes they just look really bad. And I put that on him. I mean, he's been there. What is this second year? It's the second year. And yeah. last year was basically a rebuild. You know, I, I won't talk about the Jets too much. You know, I could go on forever about it. Uh, Salah is getting a lot of heat from the media. I don't think he's going to be on the hot seat this year unless he really just tanks the rest of the season. But, you know, uh, Jeff Ulbrich, the defensive coordinator, this is what we saw last year too. It's every play, guys are just clearly not sure of where they're supposed to be and what to communicate to one another. And just it's it's everyone's open is what it looks like. And you could see as the play develops, you could just see these guys underneath are open and you keep doing that. Eventually you're going to, you're going to hit the deep shot. So this defense looks flat. They got to get it right. Salah has to step in and take over, or he has to take the fall for Ulbrich. And he's going to have to do one of those two things on offense. I don't know what to say. You're right. The offensive line really not playing well, but Joe Flacco is just so bad. It's really hard to watch. It's, even as a Jets fan, it's the worst quarterback play I've seen in a long time. And I'm yeah, just well, praying that, that mother fudger comes back this week. Zach Wilson, you know, know, he's he's going to look really bad at times, but he can do a lot of things that Flacco just clearly can't do anymore. They got to get Flacco out of there. You know, for the Bengals, you're right. Their defense played lights out. I'm really worried about the DJ Reader injury. They didn't need him against the Jets, but that is a huge loss moving forward that they're going to have to learn to play around. On offense, uh, I I still don't believe in this offensive scheme they're running. I'm not going to say it's spoiled like the Cardinals, but no one's really surprised by it. I think T. Higgins, like you said, looks great because he's such a great player and, and, and uh, Chase is getting so much attention. But – they still have a lot of work to do on offense. They 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 should have scored even a lot more points in this game, but something just looks not right. And against different competition, we're going to see that come out. Uh, all right. Jaguars, Chargers, another really surprising game. If you listened to Dustin, you would have been skipping to the ticket window. He told you, watch out for the Jaguars. And I said, you're crazy. I said, lock the Chargers up. But I was uh, dead wrong about that. The Chargers did not look ready at all. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, 262, three touchdowns. It's as quiet as a three-touchdown game as you'll see. You know, he he's still looking a little bit like a game manager to me, and I really want to see him be more aggressive, but he didn't really have to in this game. So, uh, you know, maybe that's not a, uh, a fair judgment there. Uh, James Robinson looks great once again, over 100 yards, 46 yards after contact. So, what Achilles! It's it's not affecting oh. him, and he, you know I'm the guy. I th- I don't I don't like definitely don't want to jinx James Robinson. He's a good dude, and on uh, defense, you know they have some players. Tyson Campbell at corner had a really good game. I'm gonna say some names. People don't. These are not household names because they're Jaguars. Devin Lloyd we talked about a lot before the draft. Second round pick linebacker. He was all over the place. He had an interception as well. So. Man, look out. And then, you know, look, uh, they had a fortunate start to this game with a pick. There was a fumble by Herbert. You know, Herbert's clearly in pain. And you get up big like that, and this defense gets to pin their ears back like a Josh Allen who is quietly, you know, one of the best 
defenders in the league, let alone pass rusher. Uh, he's just been great since he came in the league. So, hey, man, kudos to the Jaguars. You are playing mistake-free, good football. Christian Kirk looks like a number one receiver. Zay Jones? Where did you just come from? That was an explosion. I Do you think fantasy players should be targeting him? Are you trying to get my pickups before tomorrow? That's what I'm trying to do because I'm going to yeah, do it right after the yeah, show. So I have to get a little yeah. info there. Not yeah. quick enough. Listen, Didn't wake up quick enough to get I like up. Zay Jones, though. Derek Carr, he's loving this. He's a really talented physical specimen. But, yeah, I, it's hard to imagine he just put it all together. But, hey, man, you never know. Maybe he needed those Goldilocks to unlock his potential. Uh, speaking of Goldilocks, Herbert, like I said, he looked he looked weird. He had a couple turnovers. I think the offensive line's really catching up to him. I mean, he always plays great under pressure, but no Lindsley, and you know how I feel about centers. I love a good center. There's nothing that centers me more than a good center. But then to come into that and, and lose your and lose your tackle in Slater, it, it's uh it's a big loss. And obviously he's not coming back this year. Keenan Allen, uh, you know, Mike Williams only had one catch and Keenan Allen Keenan Allen's coming back, but I think it was just too much to overcome against a team playing mistake-free football. Uh, I, I think that's what it really is. I think they will figure it out. They're too talented not to, but they're hobbling right now. It's early in the season, and they can't get too far behind. It's not in that division. No, they can't. Denver's two and one somehow, so that's not good. I don't know. It's the if you look at the Broncos at two and one and the Chargers at one and two, I mean the Chargers are still a million times better than them. It's uh but hey man, that's football. What can you do? All right, let's run through these other games. Uh you talked about a little bit. Steelers 17, Browns 29. Uh I'll I'll give you the floor, but what I'll say is that man, these Browns, first of all. Why did Nick Chubb slide in fantasy drafts? I say it every week. He's the best runner in the NFL. You can't stop this dude. But, uh, you know, it was one thing when he did it against the Jets, and that was another thing when he did it against the Steelers. Jacoby Brissett is that dude. I mean, I would love to see Deshaun Watson come out and fall flat on his face and, uh, you know, as opposed to being on his back like he usually likes to be. Ayo! Uh, but Jacoby Brissett's playing great. He's playing himself into a starting job somewhere next year. Yeah, um, you know, I always liked Jacoby Brissett. I thought the Colts should have gave him another chance. The Colts! They didn't have to do this Rivers and Ryan experiment. They had the guy. So, yeah, uh, they won the game. And Chubb, you know, Kareem Hunt's there. So everyone's been scarred by the boomer bust from Chubb because that's kind of what he's been. It's three weeks into the season, so I don't want to go too crazy with that. Uh, But, yeah, I'll give Brissett his due. The defense for the Browns is uh, a very good unit, obviously. Legit. A lot of talent on that defense. And listen, the Steelers are what they are. Trubisky just holds on to the ball too much. He's afraid to make a play. I'm ready for Pickett, man. I said it last week. Maybe he'll come in this week against the Jets. But I know Mike Tomlin really wants him to sit because that's, you know, that's that's what the Steelers have done in the past. And But I don't know how much more, longer we can see this, you know. the the You know, the, let's not foreshadow or anything like that. But. He's got to come on the field sooner than later because this is just not looking good. Pickens had an amazing catch in this game, though. Yeah, that was an amazing catch. I did see that. He's he's going to be unbelievable once he kind of puts it all together and gets more consistent. Uh, I want to see Pickett, too. You know, it's I don't think we're going to see him until the <sighs> earliest after their bye. That's usually how teams like to do it. But I don't know if you could wait all year, man. They're just they're not 
progressing. And you know, I know you want Pickett to have that time, but it's it's time to move forward and move forward now. The Saints, Jameis Winston, pain everywhere, broken back, fractures in his back, go down at the Panthers. The Panthers get a win. Yeah. They get yeah. off the snide. Yeah, they probably get this one, and I don't know if they're going to get many more. We're going to talk more about this team later. Uh, the Saints, though, you know, there was a lot of bad in this game for them. I didn't – I'm not sure what they're doing with their running backs. I think Mark Ingram's on the field too much. Uh, Kamara wasn't really involved in the passing game. Um, Jameis Winston – I think he's a little hurt. Yeah, I don't know. He was on the field. He had a, he had a nice – couple nice games in the beginning, and then he kind of just disappeared. You know, Winston's still throwing the ball – 80 yards down the field, which I like, but he's just, those mistakes are going to come. And they just, the, this was a, a battle of field position for this game. Saints could not cross the 50 yard line and they just couldn't capitalize. And, but I'll tell you one thing, Olave looks really good. Yeah. I'm, don't worry. I'll Man. be talking about him. We don't got to get too far into that. What I will say though, is that uh, hey, Dennis Allen, you're not Sean Payton. And uh, yeah. I, I don't know how long that experiment's going to go, depending on how this year goes. Texans at Bears. The Bears get a win, 23-20. Justin Fields, good for you on your home turf. Do you care? Yeah. I mean, they're not going to win many games. They don't throw the ball a lot. You know, they they ran the back on Khalil Herbert in this game. Great Uh, game. Yeah, the Texans are bad. These are two bad teams. Bears are 2-1, though. Bears, the Bears are two and one. That's not going to last. And, you know, Texans, uh, I think everyone got a little excited last year about Davis Mills. They weren't expecting much. He played good as a rookie. He's he's not the guy. Yeah, he's plummeting pretty fast. Yeah, he is. There's enough tape, tape on him out there, and he's he's showing to be below average for sure. Uh, High-scoring affair, affair here. Ravens 37, Pats 26. Uh, you know, Patriots, good for you to score 26 points. I mean, Ravens have been giving up a ton of points all season long, but you're just not going to stop Lamar Jackson that much. Yeah, you know, looks like Lamar Jackson's playing for something here, isn't he? A whole lot of guaranteed money. money. But he's 25 years old. This guy is definitely, right now, you said it in the beginning of the season, he's definitely in the the front runner for MVP right now. Money, money. Money talks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Rest in peace, man. Oh, uh, yeah. I forgot about that. Um, But this team is basically riding on his back right now. He's crushing it in the run game. You know, he he looks different this year. The way he's reading the field, scanning the defense, he's picking up blitzes better than he's ever has. He looks really, really good right now. You know, I never really like to – ride the quarterback who runs a lot because it scares me and you know longevity in this league for players like this doesn't last but man he is having a hell of a year so far ravens defense the secondary is playing really awful right now they're giving up 365 yards a game in the passing game they're in trouble if they can't fix that Um, keep that in mind betters and fantasy players alike you want to target this secondary they can't stop a nosebleed yeah so that's uh, Patriots. Mac Jones is hurt. They're going to be in trouble. Um, they were already in trouble. Offense still looks like poop, but yeah. it sure does. We'll we'll talk about that too. Raiders twenty two, Titans twenty four. Titans finally get their win. The Raiders do not. And uh, you know, I don't know if any of these teams are going to be in the playoffs at the end of the year. But this was a big game for both of them, and the Titans eked it out there. 
Yep, they handed the ball off to Derrick Henry, let the King do his thing. They actually got him involved in the passing game. Ryan Tannehill looked pretty good. I like Traylon Burks and Robert Woods starting to pick it up a little bit for the offense. This was a nice Titans win. They still don't look like they did, but they definitely needed this win big time at home. Uh, Vrabel seems to know how to get the best out of his players when he needs it. Uh, the Raiders, on the other hand, they're just doing a lot of things wrong. Can't close out games. Gave away another win here. They should have had this game won. Darren Waller dropped a touchdown past the end of the game. A lot of miscues. You know, there was a lot of, uh, <clears throat> a lot of, a lot of good things happened in the offseason for this team with the Josh McDaniels hire, the Devontae Adams acquisition. Just this team had a lot of buzz around it and starting out 0 3, it doesn't look good. Yeah, it's, uh, I'll, I'll have more to say about them later. But, uh, hey, you know, Titans figuring it out. And like you said, I think Traylon Burks is going to be a player. It's, you know, maybe not as immediate as A.J. Brown, but he looks good and he's going to start getting more opportunities. So they're, they're starting to figure it out. Eagles 24 at Commanders 8. So the Eagles really, there was just never a doubt in this game. Eagles clearly superior team. Commanders clearly an inferior team. And it looked like it all game long. Yeah, Carson Wentz is still alive, so we're happy to see that. But uh, he was running for his life this entire game. The The Eagles' defensive front is just scary, really, really scary. With uh, Jordan Davis is a humongous human being, but he only plays like 25 snaps a game. And then you have uh, Brandon winded, Graham, Fletcher Fox. They, say that again? He gets winded, man. Yeah, he's a big guy. But they didn't need him in this game. The pressure was just too much to handle for the commanders. Uh, I'll give Jalen Hurts his due, man. He looks much better than he did. Um, yeah. Getting the Eagles hat for you. But uh, I still want to see them beat a good team. Remember when we started this in the beginning of the year, they, they still haven't beaten a team with a winning record. So not sold on it yet, but he is throwing the ball down the Jaylen field. Jalen Hurts. Looks really good, but he's got a test coming. So Hurts, donut? That's what he tweeted after the yeah. game. He – uh. Hey, man, I've been on that Hurts bandwagon uh, this year. I've been pumping it hard. And, you know, by the way, Jalen Hurts, it's only week three, but you said, hey, some of his throws last year, I can't forget that. We used to say that about Josh Allen. Jalen Hurts right now is third in the NFL in completion percentage on passes longer than 15 yeah, yards. We're going to talk about that. And he'd be slinging it. So, Jeez. so you know, it's uh, watch out, man, with this defense and Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown and – We'll talk about Devonta Smith. I'm sure you were texting me all day about him. So, uh, by the way, that was a ticket window right there, Devonta Smith, uh, following that to the bank. So we'll talk more about that. But Eagles look good. Another game that no one cares about too much, but I got something to say about this game a little later on. Falcons 27 at Seahawks, who scored 23. So the Falcons go into Seattle and get a win. You know, these are two not good teams, so this is never a game I like to – really take much action on but hey to go into that kind of atmosphere i don't think anyone saw that coming from the falcons no you know the falcons are a fun team to watch i mean uh <clears throat> they're actually Mariota's really, not that bad he's not that bad but i mean they're hurting themselves by winning games because at the end of the year they'll probably be in the top 10 picking uh it was nice to see that they got uh kyle pitts going drake london looks promising Finally. their offense looks promising for sure defense just looks really really bad AJ Terrell hasn't played well this year. Um, but hey, they're they they got two wins too, right? That's their second win of the year. Yeah, so it's you no, know, no, no. You look at them, it's did they win week one? Uh no, they choked. Never they, mind. They choked. Okay, uh, yeah. uh so no, but but um 
you know, I don't know if they're going to be there at the end with one of those top two picks and get one of those premium quarterbacks. So I don't know. They might have to bring in another vet next year or let Mariota keep building, but you're right. They do have a promising offense and the Seahawks, uh, you know, they might need the number one pick. I mean, Gino is, everyone's trying to say like, Oh, look at all these great quarterbacks. He sat behind. He looks okay, but it's just, He's not making it happen, and they have problems all over. Uh, I'll give you that. Playing better than Russell Wilson. And uh, he's, he is playing. And speaking of which, in this high-scoring baseball affair, Broncos 11, 49ers 10, really boring game. Two offenses not playing great. Two really good defenses. Uh, but it's as much as I love those defensive games, these offensives, these offenses on both sides are not playing well. Not at all. You know, it's – Jimmy Garoppolo kind of gets a pass because, you know, he didn't uh, – he wasn't expecting to play for this team. I don't even think they gave yeah. him a playbook, which I read today, that he didn't even get a playbook till like, the season started. Was he wasn't supposed to be on the team. We'll give him a pass. He made some Jimmy Garoppolo plays in this game, you know, as expected. But, you know, you when give I the watch, Broncos a pass. When I, no. When I watch the Broncos play, it's – it makes me – it makes me wonder if there's, like – a management call here to have Russell Wilson protected as their investment because the way he's playing right now, he's not moving out of the pocket. He's not running at all. It just looks weird. I mean, Russell Wilson's not big. We're so used to him scrambling to the sidelines, throwing the ball downfield on the sidelines to Tyler Lockett and Metcalf like he did so much for, for years in Seattle with Doug Baldwin and all the other guys they had oh, there. I love Doug Baldwin. He's got Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton on his team. He's got KJ Hamler, but he's not getting the ball downfield. And when you, like I said, when you're watching him play, he's not, this is not Russell Wilson. So I don't know if this is their game plan moving forward to protect him because he has had some injury problems in the last couple of years. They gave but him the guy, bag. He was an MVP candidate every time he's played on the field for the whole year, and we're just not seeing it. And this has to change. I know they got two wins; they escaped with two wins. I don't know how you two went and one. scoring eleven points, but this has to change. They have to do something. Yeah, it doesn't look good on that offense, and because they're two and one, they'll have the time to put it together. But I'm just not seeing any signs of progress. I mean, all off season they talked about how this offense is going to be catered to him. And it looks like you have a rookie quarterback out there, not necessarily because of Russ Wilson. I mean, his ball still looks good. And it's just, I don't know yeah. what is going on there, but they're just not having him play Russell Wilson's game. And can we stop with the Melvin Gordon thing? Like, it's it's enough. Javante Williams is Jeez. your best chance, and Melvin he's Gordon. He's so good. Like, I don't understand. They had a crazy stat they said in this game. You know, he's had like 11 fumbles in the last two years. Melvin Gordon? Yeah, something crazy like that. You might have to check that. a lot. He had that problem early in his career, and then he didn't for a long time. Bubbled again, yes. Yeah, I saw that. And, uh, I mean, Javante Williams, you just see him. I mean, he's just just from the eye test. He's so explosive. Just get this guy the damn ball. It's You know, with that defense, you don't need to be barn burners, but they should be. So I don't know what's going on there. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett is just not looking like someone that can scream, I am him. But – uh, there are a few people this week that can scream out, I am him. Who's your first one? Yeah. So I wore the Eagles hat, not for Jalen Hurts. I wore it for my boy, Devonta Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had his coming out party uh, in this this week against the Commanders. And I just want to read something to you. It's my Devonta Smith scouting report. 
for before the oh lay it on me i remember this but best wide receiver in the class a contested catch machine his ability to go up and win 50 50s is unmatched in this class playmaker with effective route running quick release to match his quick feet yak monster plays fast all world talent yak monster yep and that's that's how he played this week Exactly. I think he hit on every note that I put in here. Listen, Devonta Smith was a Heisman winner for a wide receiver. It's only been done four times in the history of college football, and he's one of them. And we haven't seen that since 1991. So, I mean, he had – just listen to this, the stats he had in this game. He had 12 targets. He had eight catches for 169 yards and a touchdown. But more importantly, those, those passes that you were talking about with Jalen Hurts throwing down the field, those were not easy plays to make. Those were contested catches. He high-pointed those balls and made plays. The, the, the pass that he had in the back of the end zone, uh, Devonta Smith went up and grabbed that ball. Devonta Smith is going to be one of the best receivers in this league. I had him ahead of wow. all the receivers in that class. He should have been drafted first overall. He was drafted third out of those three. It's time to start respecting him. He didn't never has once complained with the hard season that they had last year with the ability of Jalen Hurts not to get the ball down the field. He's playing a lot better. The offensive line is making things a lot easier for him. This roster is super talented. A.J. Brown is making things easier for him. So now you're finally get to see Devonta Smith's talent. And if he if they keep continuing this way and Jalen Hurts keeps playing this way at this MVP uh, type of play, you're going to see this guy at the end of the year as one of the best receivers in the football. Wow, that's a, and that's a bold statement considering A.J. Brown's on the other side and is also a monster, but this game was all Devonta Smith all the way. He was unstoppable. He was him this game, and I would love to see more of that because he is that damn talented. So, uh, you know, I, I'd love to see more of it, but he definitely gets that moniker for this week. I'm also going to the receiver p- position. I'm going uh, Chris Olave, as you mentioned earlier. You know, not only has he looked good all year, and I loved him coming out too. I actually had him right there with Garrett Wilson. I didn't know who was going to go first, but I think they're very equally extremely Hmm. talented. And, you know, this week, 12 targets, nine catches, 147 yards. And, you know, it wasn't all just like, you know, one, two big plays. I mean, he was averaging 15 yards a catch, and he was open by a few yards. And this is with Jarvis Landry exiting the game. This is with Michael Thomas exiting the game. So you say, hey, rookie, you're our only threat in the receiving game right now, and the defense knows it, and the ball is coming your way, and he consistently just looks so smooth, and he he makes every catch, and this guy is going to be a really good player for a long time. He was playing good already before this week, but this was his real coming out party. He is the best receiver on the New Orleans Saints. And that's even when Mike Thomas comes back. That's even when Jarvis Landry comes back. Give this guy the most targets moving forward. He deserves it because he is him. Who else yeah, you got? Because, you know, I agree with you on that. <clears throat> Absolutely. Team, but uh, I got my eye him, am him because he was disrespected on draft day and he was disrespected on this podcast. And that's Devin Lloyd. You sound like CM Punk right now. He was a first-round pick, not a second-round pick out of Utah. Oh, I missed that. My bad. I don't know why, but this is – I'm going to call it right now. He's going to be a uh, candidate for Defensive Rookie of the Year. Devin Lloyd is playing lights out right now. 
He's not getting the buzz yet, but he will if he keeps playing this way. He's all over the field. He's one of the best coverage linebackers in the league right now. <clears throat> uh, he's stuffing the middle like he did in college for Utah. And, you know, most importantly, this is the type of excitement that you need. It's hard to find players like this that can pick up your whole entire defense and they get around them. And the linebacker position is uh, is a cog for that. I mean, we've seen it in uh, San Francisco with guys like Patrick Willis and Navarro Bowman and Fred Werner. And it's just the list goes on over there. Ray Lewis for the Ravens. I'm not calling him Ray Lewis. I'm just saying when you have a player that's vocal and loud and exciting, it picks up the whole entire defense, and they play better. And this is that guy. They got them. They found him. He fell in the draft. I don't know why, but he's got something to prove. This Jacksonville Jaguars team is playing really good football right now. He's one of the main reasons why on that defensive side. Um, and they're going to give a, they're going to give a lot of fits this week to Philadelphia, who I think they're playing. But Tough game. this will be depending on how that game goes, I think you're going to start hearing his name a lot and he's going to start getting respected. And at the end of the year, you're going to know Devin Lloyd's name. Well, you know, that, that Jaguars defense has been playing great all year long. And yeah, like you said, he's a big reason why I don't disagree with anything you said. And especially this week, I mean, he just jumped off the screen and not just with his play, like you said, as a rookie, you see that leadership. So it's coming in. Uh, all right. My last one, I had a few I was thinking about. I was not going to give it to Trey Hendrickson for destroying my Jets with three sacks and really just getting constant pressure all game. I almost went the linebacker route with uh, Roquan Smith, who's playing for a contract. For some idiotic reason, this new Bears regime doesn't want to pay him. He's clearly their best defensive player. He's going to get a lot of money elsewhere, and he's going to be great wherever he goes. But I'm going in a different direction. I'm going to stick with the disrespect. And the the disrespect given to Cordaro Patterson, this guy last year, all he did was win his job. The team doesn't win, but he sure does. Uh, You could have followed me to the ticket window on Cordaro Patterson's over this week against that terrible Seahawks defense. This guy, again, 17 carries, 141 yards and a touchdown. He's averaging 3.29 yards after contact, one of the best in the NFL, best. he had four 10-plus yard runs this week. And by the way, all of them were actually more than 15 yards. He is third in the NFL in rushing behind Nick Chubb and Saquon Barkley. I don't know how it took this long for a coach to figure out what this guy can do. There's a long time ago, Dustin took him in like the third round in fantasy, his second year in the league because he thought he was going to explode. But man, this guy is talented. I mean, What's hilarious is he entered the league as a receiver and as a running back, he doesn't really catch the ball all that much. I would like to see them get the ball in his hands more. However, this guy is just a great running back. He's not, you know, this gimmick guy anymore. He's getting the carries and he is performing. Cordaro Patterson is him. I never thought I would say that. He's always been him. It just took him a while to get out and get the right coach. It took him him like 10 years, but but, but here he is. And uh, I I think he's here to stay. And yes, the Seahawks are not a good defense, but he did this all last year too. So, you know, until proven otherwise, just Vegas, keep disrespecting this guy. And I'm going to keep running my ass to the ticket window. All right, let's just go one. I am not him because I got someone that I'll talk about. But, Dustin, who's who's your guy that's not him? Yeah, it's weird to say this because they just won. A, they just won. Uh, but Baker Mayfield is not him. Mm. You know, it's uh, 
it's sad to see because the way he was treated in Cleveland. But there's a reason why they just kind of were done with him. I think what a lot of people don't see is he was beat up in Cleveland. You know, he had the torn labrum last year. He had surgery at the end of the year. I just don't think – I think he really just needs to take a break, which is hard to do in the NFL because you're only as good as your last game. And his numbers are just god-awful right now. They're really hard to watch on offense. They had no business winning this game. They just won off of a 90-yard – I think it was 90 yards to the house for Chenault on the screen and the defensive touchdown uh, for the for the Panthers to win this week. But he's barely completing 50% of his passes. He's not getting the ball downfield at all. Uh, it's just it's just not working. And listen, this whole recipe that's put together in Carolina is is a recipe for failure. Uh, he came in late. You know, they didn't make a quarterback decision until really late. Just doesn't look good for Matt Rule, who's been on the hot seat since last year. Oh, he's done. Uh, but pairing pairing uh, Mayfield with Bob McAdoo is just not a uh, Ben McAdoo. It's just not. It's, it wasn't a good signing. It wasn't a good. Just nothing. None of this is good. I mean, DJ Moore has seven catches on the year for eighty-five yards. It's just oh, that's heartbreaking. Awful. And I feel bad for him because he's actually a really talented receiver, and he's just not him. Someone's getting fired over this. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll counter your Baker, and I'll just say, you know, we already knew Matt Rule's not him, but, I mean, he's got to go, and he's got to go now. Like, there's just – I mean, they won, so I guess he's not going to go right now. But, you know, he uh, – there was a segment that I saw on Twitter with Dan Orvlovsky on ESPN. If you like Film Breakdown, give him a follow. He does some really good ones. I always look him up. And before this week, he did an analysis of their offense, and he said, this is actually really simple, and you never see this in the NFL – Anytime Christian McCaffrey is a step behind his quarterback and shotgun, it's it's a pass. And anytime he's equal with him, it's a run or, or it was vice versa. But he went through every play and it was true every single play. So the defense was able to easily call out, okay, this is an RPO or this is definitely a run or this is definitely a pass. It's just completely unacceptable in the NFL. So I don't know if I should put this all in Baker. And I, I feel for Baker. He was so disrespected by the Browns and – you know, what is he supposed to do? He's a competitor. He wants to play. The Panthers were the only one giving him a shot to play. Was he supposed to say, I'm not playing for them because they're such a disaster and sit out the year? Maybe he should have, but that's obviously not in his DNA. So, look, I'm not saying that he's going to be a Pro Bowl quarterback one day, but I just – I struggle to put this all on him. Yeah. He's not him. He's not – he's not him. Uh, who else is not him is Josh McDaniels. You know, you waited so long for your second shot to pick, cherry pick where you want to go. You want to go to the bright lights in Las Vegas. You say, Derek Carr is my guy. Uh, Derek Carr looks worse than he has in a really long time. You talked about it a while last week, but now I'm going to shift some of this plane to McDaniels. You're supposed to be this offensive guru. And, you know, it's week three. It's it's not that early anymore. It starts to get late early, especially in that AFC West. And I'm just not seeing that creative offense. You know, they, they either want to give Devontae Adams all the targets or if you take him away, they don't really seem to know how to work around that. So, you know, Josh McDaniels, your second stint, I'm just not seeing this team play with fire for you. You are not him. And I don't know if you're going to get another shot after this one if you don't turn this ship around. Yeah, he's, like I said before, a lot of acquisitions this offseason, and 
focus is on him now. They're not closing these games out. Way too many mistakes in the fourth quarter. Third down conversion is really bad right now. They just do not look good. And, yeah, he's he's to blame. You know, we thought that maybe the offense was going to take this big step forward and the defense was going to be to blame. And the defense isn't playing great by any means, but the offense is really the one holding this team back, and and, and that's all him. But, you know, neither of them quite rose to the level to get us so heated to call them dope of the week. But, man, while we're on this negative tear, give me a rant, Dusty. Who's your dope of the week? Yeah, you know, it's sad because I actually really like this coach, but uh, it's time to pull out the rant, the war, the rant hammer. I'm going to Jack Del Rio. Uh, oh, you love JDR. I do, I do, but you know, it's it's been it's been rough. It's been rough in uh, Washington country, and listen, they just did not play in the first half of their games. The last two weeks, they've been outscored forty-six nothing. Uh, you can't give your team a chance to win when you're down that much. I know the offense has its own problems, but, I mean, when you start a, a game like that, and listen, it's it goes more than that. The 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 big plays that they've allowed teams to gain on them, we saw Amon Ron St. Brown destroy them. We saw um, <clears throat> Devonta Smith destroy them. Jalen Hurts throwing the ball down the field all the way back to – Week uh, week one when when the I think the Jaguars almost came back in that game passes down the field way too many big plays and the reason why I think the game has passed his scheme by he's just too aggressive on the defensive side this game has evolved into uh, a lot of speed a lot of downfield passing if you look at the, all the teams that win actually with winning records every year that are major powers in the in the offensive side of the ball in football. They all throw the ball down the field. Uh, there's a lot of yak in today's game. There's a lot of passing in today's game. This, the points in today's game are just like we've never seen before. And Jack Del Rio is an old school guy, but this defense is getting worse since last year. And I know Chase Young hasn't been on the field, but there's a lot of talent on that front line, and they're just not playing well. I feel like he's starting to lose the locker room a little bit uh, with these giant losses, especially getting blown out of the building last week at home. Um He's if I don't I don't know who they're playing this week uh, off the top of my head, but when I looked at it, I said this might be the game. If they get blown out again, he probably will be fired. Well, I hope they don't get blown out because they're at Dallas. But yeah, if if, if they get blown out, that's ah, well, <laughs> if you give up big plays to Cooper Rush and the Dallas Cowboys, it's gonna, gonna be a problem. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's why. Yeah, I you know that. what? So sometimes with these uh, coaches that do such a great job for so long. A lot of them, at some point, the game does pass you by. Like you said, it, it changes. And, you know, maybe that's happening with Jack Del Rio. I hesitate to say this, and uh, I'm going to put some armor on me before this gets posted because I don't want to hear from these stupid Boston Patriot fans. But speaking of game passing by people, I just – I know. Nah. But I'm not saying the game has passed by Belichick. Uh, Kraft has been a great owner. Talking about Steve or Bill? I'm definitely not talking about Steve, but Steve's Steve's losing it too. Steve, I love Steve Belichick. I haven't seen no. him much this year. I want to see him more. Uh, but listen, my rant and my dopes of the week uh, are on Belichick and Kraft because I just don't know what you expected going into this year. I've already talked about your decisions on the offensive side of the ball uh, to uh, not even the side of the ball, but on the sidelines to give – Joe Judge, the, the keys to this thing, and then, you know, 
Patricia and put him on offense. It doesn't make any sense. It's obviously not working. I don't know if Mac Jones is the guy, but for a guy that you let be that game manager to let him, you know, not have to do too much and learn. And then to do this to him in his second year, I mean, this is the recipe for how to even ruin the chance of having a franchise quarterback. They have no, but it's not just the coaching. I put this on Kraft too, even though Bill Belichick runs personnel also. They lost a lot of players. They're all the money that they paid to these receivers. These receivers are just not high-end NFL talents at all. Uh, I like the running backs, but just nothing is working here. They lost defensive players. The defense doesn't look good. Okay, they were playing Lamar Jackson, but I don't know where this team goes from here. So Mac Jones is out now, so now you really don't have a chance. But you're not playing good on offense. You're not playing great on defense. This team has... When you look at this roster, they have so many holes. I don't know how such a good team and such a strong defense and offensive line has now come to this. It just feels like they're not drafting well. They're not replenishing through free agency because they don't like spending money because they think they don't have to. This is starting to feel like a multi-year rebuild. And if it is a multi-year rebuild, is Belichick the guy that's going to do it? I mean, he's not young. So I don't want him to go out on this low note as much as I don't like him, but as a football fan, it's just hard to watch Patriots football. I I like watching them fail, but this is not Patriots football and they don't have the personnel for it. So, you know, you guys are my dopes of the week and I'm not even that heated about it. I'm just very surprised and perplexed because I don't know where this team is going to this year. And I don't know where they're going next year either, unless some drastic changes are made. Yeah. I mean, they definitely don't look great. Uh, <clears throat> it's – I'm not really sh- – I mean, you never want to question Bill Belichick. I mean, he's definitely the greatest coach in NFL history, probably the greatest defensive coach ever. Uh, he's got accolades galore. But, yeah, I mean, making that decision with the offensive co- coordinator, with Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, I'm not really sure exactly what they're doing. Uh, I don't think they know what they're doing. I'm not really sure what's behind that. I really – it's hard for me to believe that they're actually calling plays. I think they might just be trying to learn from Belichick. I don't know if this whole season is a learning curve, but with Mac Jones as your quarterback, it's hard to believe that. But there's just a lot of unknown here, and they look very – they don't look uh, they don't look the par like the Patriots usually do. They did make the playoffs this year, uh, but they look totally different. And, you know, they let Mac Jones open it up a little bit this week against the Ravens because the Ravens are so bad on second – in defense and the secondary. But still, it's just, it just doesn't look good. So I'm with you. And, you know, just like I was just looking this up quickly. I mean, just a few. You, you let J.C. Jackson walk. And he's was playing as one of the best corners. I know he's hurt. but And we'll see how he plays when he comes back with the L.A. Chargers. But you let him walk after what he did for you. You let your center, Ted Karras, walk. You let your all-pro guard, Shaq Mason, walk and, and get paid by the Buccaneers. So, you know... I, I don't know. It, it's you let the one thing you had going for you was this really strong offensive line. And now you got your quarterback hurt, your franchise quarterback, while he doesn't have weapons, not real ones. So there, there's trouble in, in Patriot land. And it's, uh, I don't think I'm exaggerating here, but we turn the page with that negativity. We always do that. We go negativity into the next week. We got to change that. We got to get more of a, more of a positive vibe going into the following week, but we're going to turn this around right now. We're going to go through next games, uh, next week's games real quick and uh, try to follow us to the ticket window, will you? We're going to start 
week with the Miami Dolphins at the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals minus 3.5? What's Vegas trying to do to us here? Yeah, I think this is skeptical of two is actually going to play. I know that Miami's under some hot water right now that they actually let him finish that game. So, you know, I wasn't if this if this was a normal spread, I would say the Bengals would probably be like a minus one, maybe. I think this is a it's gonna be a tough game for the for the uh, for the Dolphins. Um, I'm not sure what, I, the spread has to be over to but. This is the Bengals match up really well against Cincinnati. Um, I, I I'm probably going to go with Cincinnati in this one. Actually, I think the the Miami Dolphins come back to life. That's a grueling, grueling game they just played with the Bills. Uh, they're going to be burnt out. And play on Thursday against the Bengals, who you know had a cakewalk this way this past Sunday. So, I think the Bengals defend their defend their win at home, and I think they eke it out. But I don't know if about the four points. Yeah, you uh, you actually stole the line out of my mouth. The biggest thing for me that I'm looking at here is the Dolphins just went through that grueling battle that felt like it was eight quarters long with the Buffalo Bills uh, coming off that win. To come and play on Thursday night after that, uh, I don't think people really acknowledge how hard football is on your body and what it's like for these NFL players in the days after the game. They are sore as shiz. They could barely walk. Uh, you know, running backs talk about peeing blood after games, after being hit so much. So after such a physical game with the Bills, and you're right, the Bengals, I mean, they could have slept walked through that game against the Jets. So I don't think they're going to feel that as much. I like the Bengals, but, you know, if Tua's playing, uh, I'm off this game. Like, are you actually on this game? Uh, probably not, but I do like the Bengals to win. Yeah, I, I like the Bengals to win, although if Tua's playing – Man, I, I pooped on him a lot, but he's playing really well. So I'm definitely off this game if he to a place. He just got his bell rung, though. How can he play? They and... said it was not a concussion. They said it was uh, his ankle and back. But I'll tell you what. If Tua doesn't play and I could get in on this before the spread jumps, I I'll be on that. I'll be on the Bengals minus 3.5. But I imagine that the second that it's confirmed that two is out, uh, this you won't be able to get this at 3.5. Minnesota. At New Orleans, New Orleans at home getting two and a half points. Minnesota flying high. It's in London. Oh, this game's in London already? I didn't even yeah. see that. All right, well, I'm off. I'm off London games. But uh, if I had to pick here, New Orleans defense is pretty good. Kirk Cousins is still Kirk Cousins. It, does it count as prime time if it's 930 in the morning in London? Ooh. I'm going to say it counts as prime time. I'm on the Saints, baby. Let's go. Getting the points. Uh, yeah, I, I just read something earlier today that the Saints are going to hold back Winston until closer to game time to fly him out there. I don't really like that. I don't really like Ooh. him getting on a plane with all the injuries he has. I'm going to take Minnesota in this game. I'll, I'll lay the two and a half. I think they're. I think New Orleans is beat up. Can't figure it out on offense. I think Minnesota gets back in the win column with this one. Yeah, I'm off this one too, but with Jameis Winston flying to London and not even sure if he's going to play, that sounds dangerous. But I I'm a kind of expecting an ugly game here on both sides. So I'm off it. Uh, Tennessee, fresh off that big win at Indianapolis. Fresh off that big win. I'm going to call this a premium game. I mean, hey, like you said, Jaguars are in the driver's seat in this division right now, but this is a very big game. I know it's week four, but this really feels like an elimination game. Uh, especially in this division. 
Indy minus 3.5 at home against the Titans. Who do you got? I can't I can't give three points with this team. Um I think you'll see a lot of well, you know what? Derrick Henry, hmm. Indianapolis defense. I, I'm gonna take Tennessee getting the points. I just Matt Ryan just can't get it done for me. His 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 stats are just showing so bad. He looks really bad. I'll take the three points. I'll take Tennessee. Yeah, and especially with that three and a half. I love that half point in there. Uh, there's no way I'm going to bet on Matt Ryan giving points like that. Um, but Tennessee, you know, their defense, their pass rush doesn't scare me. And I don't know, maybe if Matt Ryan can stand in that pocket, he could deliver it to Pittman or just keep handing the ball off to freaking Jonathan Taylor. What are you guys doing? I'm off this game, but gun to my head. Yeah, I'll, I'll ride with Tennessee on this I, one. No, maybe. I, I can't take Matt Ryan until he proves otherwise. All right, Chicago Bears coming off that win, two and one at the New York Giants, also two and one. Who would have thought these two teams? The Giants again, home favorite minus three. Who do you got? Some one of these teams will be three and one. Wow, who would have thought that? Uh, hmm. Can I stop you right there? You just said one of those teams are going to be three and one. Chicago is not going to be three and one. Only three points? I thought this was a little disrespect to the Giants, even after a bad performance. I'm on the Giants, but go ahead. Make your pick. Three three points is a lot for a team that can't block. I mean, Daniel Jones running for his life that game. Evan Neal, uh, rookie, doesn't look good. I'm calling you out. Evan Neal, he does look actually. Uh, no, he doesn't. No, this week he got destroyed. Uh, what's his name from Georgia? Who he's going up against. Great. Look who he's going against, though. Yeah, I know. Who you got? I'll take the Giants. I, I like this game a lot. I'm on gut, this game. I'm taking the Giants at home. I, I like the rebound. I, I like the way they're playing, even though that game against Cowboys was ugly. And uh, I like this game a lot. It might even be my lock of the week. I'm not sure. I hate to lock it up with such a bad Daniel Jones quarterback, though. Buffalo Bills coming off that loss at Baltimore Ravens. Ravens getting three and a half point premium game. This should be a high scoring affair. What do you got? This might be my lock of the week. Oof, dangerous game to do a lock of the week. I know. I, I got to look, look through these a little bit more, but uh, I really like Buffalo in this game. And Josh Allen is angry. Baltimore secondary is awful. Um, it's going to be a tough, tough team to run around the field like he did for the last three weeks. I'm, I like Buffalo in this game. Yeah, I, I, uh, I like Buffalo a lot too in this game. I mean, going – to Baltimore is a hard place to play, but and I think Lamar Jackson is going to play a great game. Uh, I, I think whatever the over under is, it's probably going over. This is a great game, by the way, where I'd like to buy points down and take the over and lay those odds because this is going to be a high scoring affair. I, I, Lamar Jackson's going to get his, and I don't. I think this is one of those games where we don't see the Buffalo punter. So I like Buffalo too, just because I don't think Lamar Jackson's going to score every single drive, and and Buffalo. Just might. So I like Buffalo too, even with that 3.5 points, uh, laying it out to Baltimore. I like it a lot. So we'll see how that goes, but I'm really going to love the player props in this game. And we'll talk about that. LA Chargers at Houston Texans. Houston doesn't look good. They're getting five and a half, even against that banged up Chargers team. Who you got? This, uh, I'm going to go with the Chargers. This one, five, five points is five and a half. I could see this going up as the week goes. If you want Same. to grab this one now, I would, probably would. 
Yeah. Herbert hopefully is healthy. Maybe Eckler gets it going this this week. He hasn't really had any great games yet this year. If Keenan Allen's playing, I'd probably take this as my lock. Yeah, I think he is playing. This is a really good game to lock up. Like you said, I'm, I don't think the spread's going to last. So, you know, it's 5.5 as of this Tuesday night. This episode's going to go up on Wednesday. If you hear this and it's still at 5.5, even at 6, uh, I would jump all over the Chargers there. Seattle at Detroit. Detroit, home favorite, minus 4.5. Can they close out games? Who you got? Look at the Detroit Lions. Favorite, what is this, two weeks in a row now? Yeah. Wow. And this is 4.5. It's not low. No, it ain't. Uh, yeah. I hmm. I like the Lions in this game. Four and a half. Like, four and a half. I, I like the Seahawks to move the ball. But, uh, you know, Detroit, I think they've been playing well against better competition. And Seattle is not better competition. I'm on this game. I like Detroit a lot. Uh, I'd like to see everyone healthy like Amon Ross St. Brown. I'd like Swift to get more touches. But, uh I like Detroit a lot in this game. Wow, that's, that might be up there for one of the locks, too. Mm, I can't lock up the Lions until they show me they can close out games. The New York football Jets at the Pittsburgh Steelers. We should have gone to this game, even though it's not going to be that good a game. The Pittsburgh Steelers minus 3.5 at home against the Jets. Who you got? I'll money line the Steelers. All right. I, I like that play. I want to know if Zach Wilson's playing, but... Listen, Flacco doesn't have a shot against them. And Zach Wilson, your first game against Minka. <sighs> hey, Alex Highsmith's playing really well right now. I, I, I like the pit money line. And you know what? You shouldn't get two bad odds at minus 3.5. And at home, th this is a game that even Marvelous Mitch can pull out. Uh, I hate to say it. Prove me wrong, Zach Wilson. Jacksonville Jaguars at the Philadelphia Eagles. Premium game. Jaguars rolling high, but man, the Eagles are a talented team. The Eagles against the 3-0 Jaguars are giving six and a half points. Lay it on me, Dusty. I'm going to lay it on you, baby. Six and a half points is a lot of points. I'm going to take the Jaguars in this, man. I might lock this up. That's a lot of points. <laughs> well, you were, you were right about them at uh, LA Chargers last week. I'll tell you what. I'm just I'm too emotional about Jalen Hurts. So here's here's the key for betters. When you're that emotional about a player or a team, don't bet on them. Uh, so I'm off this game. That's a really high spread, but I really like Philly. I think that as good as Jacksonville's playing, I just think, keep saying this, and they keep proving me wrong, but I just don't think their roster is where the Eagles roster is. And I could see this. I could see the Eagles scoring a lot of points here. But I'm off this game. So I'll take the Eagles minus six and a half. Don't lock this up, man. It's too scary. I love Jalen Hurts too much. Cleveland Browns and uh, dare I say MVP candidate Jacoby Brissett at the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons only giving 1.5. Who you got? Is Miles My Garrett playing? I, I don't know. I and mean, maybe that's why it's low. I think he's going to end up playing. I'm going to take Cleveland in this game. Uh, I think we're going to see a lot of Nick Chubb again. Brissett will continue his role. I just don't think Marcus Mariota – well, they are home. Mm, might be a trap game. I'm going to take Cleveland. I'm I'm going to take Cleveland too. I just – I don't understand how Atlanta is going to stop Chubb. 
and that running game. Jacoby Brissett, if he keeps playing that efficient ball, and by the way, the Atlanta defense is not someone that's going to stop him. He's getting the ball out really quick. I, this is another game I like a lot. I like Cleveland a lot. I think I wonder if that spread is a little low because of Miles Garrett. So, but I like them even if Miles Garrett's not playing, even though he's been a game wrecker. Washington at Dallas, divisional game. You know, we said on week one, maybe we're not going to talk about Dallas that much, but they're playing pretty good defensive ball. Cooper Rush is doing just enough to win games. And Dallas at home with Cooper Rush, minus 3.5 against the Washington Commanders. So who you got? I This is tough because I just can't see how this team is going to get through a game where they have to face Micah Parsons, and Demarcus Lawrence, after what they just did to the Giants, and after what the Eagles just did to the Commanders, I really want to take the Commanders here, but I just I can't lay points for sure. I would take the Cowboys. Are you off this game? Or are you on it? Um, I'm probably not going to touch it. Yeah, I'm off this game. I mean, look, this is how I would look at this game. Is Washington going to turn over the ball? Probably. Yes. Is Dallas been turning over the ball? Not so much. They've been playing pretty well. Not great, but they're playing mistake-free ball. Zeke, Zeke looks really good, too. Yeah, that was one game. I mean, Tony Pollard is still significantly better than him. I guess it's good that you're not giving Tony Pollard 20-plus touches a game. But, yeah, I it's a tough game. But I like Dallas, but I, I'm off it. It's too scary. It feels like a trap game. Uh, I'm off it. Arizona Cardinals and Poops McGee. At Carolina, Carolina is minus two against Arizona. Is this how far Arizona has fallen? It's bad, man. They just they don't look good. And honestly, Carolina's defense is not bad. They had a great game against the Saints. I mean, tech, do we think Arizona's offense is better than New Orleans? Yeah. Do you? I mean, it's broken. The way they've, the way they've played? Arizona getting two at Carolina. Scary game. It is a scary game. Does Carolina, win two, does Carolina win two games in a row, though? No, they don't. I'm on Arizona. I like this game. Even though I hate the Cardinals and I hate Murray and I hate Cliff, they got to find wins somewhere, and, and I'm with them here. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, but for, to be clear, I'm off this game. I'm not betting on Arizona. They look too crappy. Denver at Las Vegas, another divisional game. You know, you just don't know what you're going to get with Russ Wilson. The Raiders, even with their record right now, are minus two. That's what Vegas thinks of Denver's poop offense. I'm with Vegas. I'm going to take Vegas. <laughs> with um, Vegas on Vegas. Yeah, I mean, I just they're, – they're losing games at the end, man. The, Denver is – Denver can't score more than 15 points. So I, Vegas is going to put up some points in this game, I think. They really need a win. I can't see them going all the four. I can't see it either. I like Vegas in this game, but I am off this game. And the reason is because you just have to hope that somehow, some way, they're going to figure this out with Russell Wilson. They're going to get him out of the pocket. They're going to get him getting the ball to these dangerous players. So I'm off this game, but until they prove otherwise, yeah, I would take the Raiders minus two. New England Patriots, I sure talk about them a lot. At the Green Bay Packers, Packers have a lot of injuries, but they're minus 10.5 against the team I ranted on the Patriots. Who you got? We didn't talk about the Packers Bucks game. 
Oh my God. Should we just jump into that right now? You know, it's such a weird game because everyone was out. It felt almost like a preseason game. Yeah. I mean, listen, as much as I rant on Aaron Rodgers, he's still one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. Uh, he looked it in that game too. He, did. he, he, he picked apart the defense and he, it was, listen, he's known for strategically ripping defenses apart. He, Tampa Bay did adjust in the second half, but Tampa Bay, their their wide receiving core was so depleted in that game. Tom Brady had nowhere to go. There was no continuity there. There was no chemistry. There was nothing. I mean, he was looking for Cole Beasley for his sake to, to, to help him out. He did blunder at the end of that game with those two, looked like two uh, delay games, but they only called one. Uh, let Tom slide on that one, but... Yeah, Aaron Rodgers beat him, and the Buccaneers' offensive line on the interior is really, really bad. I've been saying it all year. It's definitely a concern. They really need Mike Evans back. But as far as this game, let's get back to Green Bay. Who are they playing? 10.5 at home against the Patriots. I can't. I can't. Bill Belichick should not be given 10, 10.5 points. Mac Jones not playing. Aaron Rodgers is not putting up the points he usually does, man. That's true. I'll take I'll take New England, but I'm not gonna bet on the game. I just I just can't see them losing by that much, even though they just Yeah, I, it's hard to take games at 10 half. I really like the Packers a lot. It's just a lot of points, so I'm off it. But they're also home and I don't know, maybe they're getting players back. So I really think they should it should be one of those games that they should sleepwalk through and probably win by 14. Um, but it's just a lot of points. What I will say like seven, is seven or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't even buy points in this game, though. It's, it's, I'm off this game. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs coming off that weird loss, traveling now to Tampa Bay. By the way, this game might get moved to South Florida because of the hurricane. hurricane. So, so keep that in mind. Uh, I'm going to Miami this weekend, too. Oh, maybe I'll check out a game. Tampa Bay plus 1.5, obviously a premium game. You get Mahomes, you get Brady. And the Bucks at home getting 1.5 points. Tough game. Who do you got? Tampa Bay's getting points? They are getting 1.5 points. It's the Chiefs. Yeah, they just Mahomes. lost Matt Ryan. Um, damn. I'm going to go with Tom Brady in this one. That defense is just really good. I, I It and- is really good, but Aaron Rodgers... If Aaron Rodgers could do it, I feel like Patrick Mahomes could do it. This this is a tough game. I'm off it. I like the under, whatever the over-under is. Hmm. Mike Evans uh, is back. Yeah, Mike Evans is back. I would actually look very hard at the props for uh, Evans and even Russell Gage. I think that by default, Brady had to go to Russell Gage a lot last week against the Packers, and maybe he starts earning that slot trust. So I'm curious – you know, I talk about these player props a lot. They're not out yet at the time of this recording, so I can't give you picks, but that's a game I will be looking really hard at the player props at and uh, see what we can do there. So, But if I have to pick the game, I'm off it. I like Kansas City. I like I, I like Mahomes to not fail like that two weeks in a row, and Tampa Bay's not really being home. Uh, I'll take that. L.A. Rams at San Francisco 49ers. Did I write this down right? I have the Niners minus 2.5? No, it's they're plus. They're plus 2.5. Okay, that makes more sense. LA Rams at San Francisco 49ers. Niners plus 2.5. I would have just bet my life on that game. Uh, who you got with the Niners getting points at home? 
Division game. It's a Division tough one. Game. It is a tough one. Niners defense is really good. I feel they like a legit. lot of people are going to be on the Rams on this game. I think this is a trap. I think this might swing a little bit. I like San Francisco in this game. They always play them tough. This is a division rival at its best. I think Garoppolo gets it going. I think they're going to give Debo a lot of touches in this game, back to that old offense they had last year. I'm with the Niners on this. It's a tough game. The defense is playing lights out, and you know we see what Stafford can do against good defenses or even sometimes bad defenses. He can turn the ball over. Garoppolo now – finally getting, you know, a few more weeks into the system and getting used to playing with these players again. This is a tough game, but the Rams defense is really good too. Is Grapple really going to score points? I'm on the Rams. I'm off the game, but but I'll take the Rams laying less than a field goal. I'll I'll take it, but but I'm off it. But we're not off all these games. We talked about some we like more than others. Give me your lock of the week, Dusty. Jeez. Some good games here. Okay, um, I feel like I like three games this week. I like Jacksonville with the six and a half. I like Buffalo. I cannot get past this game. I I I got to take the Chargers as my lock. I, it's five points. It's five points, right? Chargers at Houston plus five point five for Houston. Yeah, I. Yeah, that's a good one. If Herbert is going to play, I, I I have to take the Chargers, giving five. Houston's really bad. Mills looks really bad. I don't think they can hang around with this team, even with the injuries. I mean, Herbert's proved that he can play even when he's under pressure, even if the Slater uh, injury causes more pressure on him. I think he'll find a way to get the ball to his receivers. And I think Eckler has a big game in this. We're waiting for that to happen. So I that's my lock of the week, Chargers. Minus five and a half, right? They got to get that running game fixed. I like that game a lot. Uh, I do like the Jaguars, too. I might lock that one up. I might lock two. Oh, that one doesn't run me the right way. But what does run me the right way is the Cleveland Brownies. Uh, Jacoby Brissett playing great. And Nick Chubb, I, I just I don't see how Atlanta, even at home, is going to stop them. Hmm. I like Cleveland. I like Arizona. I do like the Chargers a lot. I guess three road teams. I'm going to lock up uh, Cleveland on this one. They are they are my lock of the week. They really should win this game. You know, it's kind of surprising because if you look at it like that, they should have beat the Jets. They'd be undefeated right now, and maybe we'd be talking about them a little differently. But uh, follow me at Twitter at NAFootballers because I'm going to be talking about some player props this week. There's some games I'm really looking at that I'm going to like a lot. I'm looking at that KC-Tampa Bay game. I'm really going to look close at that Buffalo and Baltimore game. This game is really – I don't know what the over-under is right now. I, we should probably look that up. But this game is going to pop off. A lot of players are going to have big games. So I'm going to look at that game a lot for the player props too. And uh, I'm just totally off the London game. I, I hate betting London games. Speaking of props, you know, I, I made a lot of money this week on in-game live betting. They have it on FanDuel. See see how the game flows go. You pick up. I mean, I made money. I picked Eckler. He had two catches in the last in the fourth quarter. The, the bet I took it for two. Uh, it was plus one uh, minus one and a half receptions. It was easy money. A couple other ones I went on. I had a good week with the props. But in live betting is where it's at. I got to look at that. It's uh, that's interesting because you know it's it's hard to know before the game. You know they don't talk about everything about what's going on in that locker room and who's hurt and who's 
having a good week of practice. But, you know, after a quarter, you kind of start to get a feel. Things change, but you could certainly get a uh, feel for it. So it's pretty interesting. That's going to wrap it up for us. Again, follow me at NA Footballers. Follow him on Instagram at New Age Footballers. Follow, subscribe, like, tell your grandmothers, do what you got to do. Get the good word out there and keep following us to the ticket window and learn some good football along the way. Until next time, pigskin sleaze, gridiron G, we out. Peace.